Welcome to Finance with Factor, a place you can come to laugh and learn from local experts about everything related to the world of real estate. Each week we cover a unique topic to help you understand the mortgage industry, navigate the home buying process, and grow your business while maintaining a slice of sanity. Now that he has climbed safely atop his soapbox, here is your host, a senior loan officer with Mortgage Network, Jason Factor. Hello and welcome to this episode of Finance Factor. I am very happy to be continuing my series on networking and what that really means, how we do it as we all re-enter the world and the concept of in-person networking. If it's if you're like me, it might take a little practice to get back into a rhythm. And so I wanted to bring on someone today who I think does an exceptional job, Judy Cazo of Boston Trust Realty is a commercial realtor specializing in multifamily and investment properties and commercial real estate. She also happens to be an author um, of Building Your Network and the Three Top Secrets to Networking. So Judy is someone that I think does an exceptional job of networking. Her attention to detail, her recall, and just the energy and affability that she brings to different interactions and the people that she meets and her willingness to then take the next step and actually introduce you to them, I think makes her a wonderful networker. So with that as a brief introduction, uh, Judy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jason, so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> this it's, is wonderful. It's, it's my pleasure. Perhaps you'd like to take a moment before we get started and share some of your bona fides um, beyond just me saying that you're fun to network with and you're enjoyable to speak with, uh, perhaps perhaps you'd like to actually share a little bit about yourself. All right. Uh, well, my name is Judy Castle and I reside in Cambridge. I'm a Canterburyan, so I was born here, still living here. And um, I'm a mother to a wonderful soon-to-be 11-year-old girl, daughter. Her name is Josiah, and a new mommy to a beautiful little fur baby, Mamba. We call her Mamba Sita, a golden doodle. She is amazing. Um, you may hear her in my background because she loves to be, she loves to stay next to me. I'm the alpha for her. Um, <laughs> You're the alpha I, to a lot of people, Judy. <laughs> I guess. She follows me everywhere. Um, yeah. And so I love real estate. I also have a background in sustainability um, with solar energy. I love uh, all things that have to do with renewables and just taking care of the planet. And I also uh, love fitness. I love taking care of my body. I love to be able to just you know, it also is going to fit into the, to the networking and one in part two, you'll hear about that, um, you know, just feeling good and being able to perform at your all time best. Um, and I incorporate being healthy along with sustainability and with real estate. So that's that's a little bit about me. And it's actually a perfect caveat because last episode we were talking to um, or we were speaking with. Sorry, I actually hate the phrase talking to. Um, I always <laughs> try to say speaking with. Um, we were speaking with Max Perkins in the last episode about his quote unquote side hustles and how he kind of brings all those other jobs into his primary job as a real estate agent. You in particular have a ton of outside interests beyond just real estate. You numbered a few of them there or named a few of them there between your kid, your dog, your uh, <laughs> workout friends, your prior employers, your social work, your community causes. Like you're involved everywhere. Um, and in a past life, even wrote a little ebook. 
um, about networking. <laughs> so how do you see a lot of those things coming together in just sort of the general concept? Like, what is your general concept of networking? Well, networking is working your network, right? The word is actually in there, it's working it. And so um, the reason why it's easy for me to tie in everything is because I am pretty much aligned with all that I do and they all just merge with one another. Um, when I was a social worker, who would have thought that being a social worker I'd now be in sales and doing business? But when you look at psychology and you know dealing with people, not even dealing with people, but working with people and um, building relationships with people, having to really listen to people. As a social worker, I was helping my clients become self-sufficient moms in a shelter to help them remove DCF custody and then become you know self-sufficient to be able to go back into the real world. And that was you know a great job. And now as a realtor, someone in business. I have to listen to people. And that's all about what networking is, is listening to people, you know, remembering someone's name. I know that could be something that's really difficult. And some people may not even really like to go networking and things of that sort. But I think for me, how it's worked is just, I, those skills have just transferred over. It's just really staying in touch with people, always, you know, making sure that um, you're paying attention when someone is speaking. And something as so little as remembering someone's name can really take you much more further, you know, you'll be surprised, you know, how hard it is for some people to remember someone's name that they just met. I am brutal with it. I'm brutal <laughs> with names. It's really bad. Um, my prior life also, well, my prior life also in nonprofit world, like I did a lot of mailers. So I would do, I managed our direct mail campaign and I would do a lot of the research briefings and stuff like that. So like I would know everything about Judy. I know her daughter, that she had a kid in whatever grade, that she played this, that she was under this coach, that I would know all this random stuff about you, Judy. I might not know your name. Like it would just drive people crazy. It would drive me crazy because I would know all the background and then I'd see you and I wouldn't be able to put it all together all the time. And I think um, one of the things that you do exceptionally well is with that recall part. You mentioned in a prior life that you... <laughs> that you have a general philosophy on networking and that you wrote a, a little ebook about it. Um, I, I remember one time I was at a networking event and this one guy came up to me and I've told this story before on the podcast, but he came up to me and he shook my hand and he said, hi, my name is so-and-so. You know, we had like a four second conversation. He handed me a business card and said, I got to run. And he ran off. And meanwhile, I spent the entire day networking with two people at the same cocktail table and we just hung out all day we talked the whole time meanwhile later on that day that guy comes back to me he shakes my hand again hands me another business card and I was like yeah we already met he's like oh I'm so sorry I read this book blah 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 about how to network and I'm trying to meet 100 new people today and collect 100 new business cards and to me that just seemed like a crazy philosophy on networking because it wasn't a genuine or sincere connection in any way. And what you just said there about finding time to listen and hear people out, um, I think goes a lot farther. But I'd be curious to pick your brain on, in your book, you said you have three secrets to networking. What is the first one? Um, prepare. Like how, prepare. So how, how do we start preparing to meet in person? So I, I guess I wrote this book uh, for more of the introverted person. I love extroverts too, but I have a lot of introverted friends. <laughs> All my friends are introverts. I'm the extrovert, right? And um, so when you prepare yourself, 
you know, it's more of maybe looking for an event. I have a friend right now, she moved to uh, Houston, Texas. And I told her, you know, get on Meetup, get on the Eventbrites, get on these platforms, get on LinkedIn, get on Facebook and type in zip code areas and look for events that you may be interested in that are in your area, whether it be a food event, um, maybe a real estate event, if you're into that, it could be a chess club event. I mean, I went to Starbucks one day and I saw a meetup for geeks, geek squads or nerds or something like that. I thought that sounded pretty cool. It kind of, it caught my attention. Um, and just show up, you know, put on your calendar. Don't over, you know, if you're someone who is an introvert and it might be a little bit too much for you to go to every single event and talk to every single person, you know, maybe just, you know, set a goal to maybe go to two events for the month. You know, there's 30 days, 31 days in a month, go to two events mm -hmm. and put maybe three to five business cards and in your pocket and make sure that you can actually make connections with three to five people, maybe three, just to start off to be comfortable and just have solid conversations and just build meaningful relationships, ask them questions, you know, more than just what is it that you do. Um, <laughs> and you'll be and it's, it's yeah. not preparing when you say preparing, it doesn't sound like you're saying come prepared with a list of questions, come prepared with the yeah. concept of collecting a hundred business cards. Don't come prepared with um, necessarily an agenda, but prepare yourself mentally, physically to do something that for some people can be really exhausting. And I, and when I say prepare as well, it's definitely go to an event that you're comfortable with, that you can see yourself having fun at and actually being able to have genuine conversations with people. You know, yes, I'm into real estate, but you know, I like fitness. So I've met individuals at a yoga boot camp, And, mm -hmm. you know, that a lot of the times these yoga instructors are people who really love yoga or people who really love doing fitness or boot camp styles. And a lot of them happen to have other yep. nine to five jobs, et cetera. Um, and you never know who you can meet at a, at a meetup or an Eventbrite event. And you're at an event that you actually have an interest in. So the conversations are real, it's, it's authentic, it's genuine. And that can lead into you know, the more networking events where you can meet people to help build your business, X, Y, Z. But I would say just start off with going to things that you enjoy and have fun with. I mean, I had a friend, he went to a chess meetup and the guys there that were running it were financial advisors and, you know, and he's into the financial world, but he decided to do something that he was interested. He's, he's very yeah. introverted. So he didn't want to do the whole handshaking things like that. But going to a chess club meeting or meetup allowed him to meet people who he had common interests with and it led to other events that made sense for his business it gives you an excuse it gives you something to talk about right so like yeah. particularly if you're someone who struggles um, making those connections or networking and being social believe it or not a lot of people in the sales professions natural introverts i actually would consider myself an introvert personally yeah. um like i'm happy to just sit at home all day and you know, watch a football game or go fishing and not talk to anyone for the entire day. Like I'm fine with that. I enjoy the social interactions, but going to a place where I'm out of water, if you will, I'm going to be less able and comfortable and natural than I would to your point, going to somewhere where there's that crutch of the activity to speak through. Mm -hmm. mm. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the first step being able to prepare, 
And, and like you said, that's as much about like finding the right place and environment to network as anything else. The next one in the book is being present. Um, mm -hmm. What particularly do you mean by being present? So when you do go to a networking event, get away from the wall, you know, um, get away. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so comfortable to have both corners against my shoulders. Yeah, no, get away from the wall, you know, get, go out there and go, go meet someone, have a conversation, you know, uh, kind of ties in with one, you know, when you get a card, be intentional about it, mm -hmm. go in and get a card, or it's not even about just getting a card, you know, because I wrote that book a while ago. It's not always about getting yeah, a card. I, think, I mean, yeah, it's just listening, you know, being present, you know, imagine, you know, the, the guy that she spoke about, the gentleman who gave you his business card and didn't even realize that he gave you his business card and then did it again. And then he said, man, I was reading this book. That's a great conversation. If that happened to me and he came back a second time, I, I would have said the same thing. Hey, you realize you already gave me a card? You know, are you, are you present? Like you're here, but are you really here? You gave me this card already. And the moment that he, you know, spilled the beans about, he read this book and did this and did it, I probably would have just stopped him right there and asked some questions like, what do you actually do? You know, yeah. just trying to really learn. Do you like what you do? And you know, what else? You know, do you have kids? You know, um, just having just just having genuine conversation and just trying to ease that down and get away from the wall, get away from just being so shut off and turned offish because the only way that you're gonna meet people is to get out there um and just being present. You know, the fact that he gave you his card a second time and didn't even realize it. You know, I think sometimes people read these books and they're not reading them all the way through or they're just taking bits and pieces or or they're not own. reading them and understanding why yeah. the person's writing what they're writing, right? Like, yeah. what's the benefit of getting 100 cards? I get that the concept of just, you know, spamming numbers and follow up, and maybe you get a couple to actually respond. But again, to me, in, in my process of being quote unquote present, you know, those two people that I networked with at that particular event five years ago, where that guy did that, I still stay in touch with them. You know, like it hasn't necessarily led to a lot of business, but I've stayed in touch with them because we made a genuine enough connection, right? Like we talked about kids, we talked about uh, family, we talked about interests, like we talked about red wine and sat there and drank red wine and and commented on things going on in the room. And there was and enough- And you remembered of a, his name. <laughs> and I, I remembered- I remembered his and her name, both of their names. Awesome. And they remembered mine enough that we connected after and, and got in touch. Um, when, when you talk about like in-person networking and being present, and then that first interaction, what's your general philosophy on sort of like ways that you follow up, how often you follow up? Like what's, what's your next step after you've met with someone for coffee or Jason's introduced you to Kevin and you meet Kevin? Like, what's the next step in that relationship and in that networking process for you? That's actually step three, well, the secret, <laughs> the challenge. You're going right into it. Yeah, so you got to challenge yourself. I mean, it's 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 more than just getting the card or getting the information from the person, right? It's really having the opportunity to build that relationship. And then the next step is to follow up with them. So you do have this relationship that, resulted in a five-year relationship it may not have resulted in big business but it's a meaningful business that's going to carry on and be pretty much permanent business right you do mm -hmm. business with people who you like know and trust and 
I'm sure, you know, there are times when you meet individuals and it's more than just business. I mean, my daughter has gotten to ride horses out of relationships that I've made with individuals and it had nothing to do with business, but I met them through a business event and yeah. it just carried on into, you know, into other things that were able to, you know, just make our lives easier, more enjoyable, et cetera. Um, I mean, I got my dog through networking, you know, um, and so tell me that story. <laughs> I mean, just online networking, you know, I mean, it was someone who posted something and I just kept on trying to, you know, locate and then just being referred to this person and that person. And it just it just happens like that, you know, and now I use my dog. Her name is Mamba. And now I use her as a networking tool because she's a great she's a friendly dog. I take her to different dog walking parks and I meet other people who are also walking their dogs. They happen to be doctors or they're other realtors or they're, you know, fitness instructors mm -hmm. or, you know, they're stay-at-home moms and they are also individuals who may run businesses XYZ. So it's always taking the opportunity to get away from the wall and challenging yourself and what's the follow-up to that. Um, you never know who you're going to meet. It's just, you know, imagine that you met the gentleman and the woman that night, that day, that night at the event and you hadn't stayed in touch with them. You know, just just imagine if that what was this, what happened at that? Were you the one that reached out to them, or did they reach out to you, or how did that? Um, I don't really remember. I, I'm sure I followed up with them. Like I was still very new into yeah. lending at the time. Um, mm -hmm. It was a a realtor, like a Greater Boston Association realtor type event, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, you know, it just whatever we we met and hung out and I, I tend to be to, to like your philosophy. And actually one of our next upcoming episodes, we're going to talk about networking events and how to actually network at events and general philosophy on that. But in general, when I try to network with people, my thought is to your point of like being present, I would much rather have one genuine connection than 30 people that I want to try to follow up with. Like mm -hmm. to me, I would much rather have and, and some of that's just personality type and knowing myself, right? Like some people are great in front of a big group of people. I tend to be better in smaller groups. Um, and so like, I think there's some self-awareness to networking and mm -hmm. ways that you can play up your strengths. Um, you happen to be an exceptionally social person, um, <laughs> like in my opinion or from my purview. Um, how does that sort of play into the way that you think your effectiveness in networking comes about? I don't, I'm just myself, Jason. I, that's a, that's a deep, the question. best answer, right? Like, <laughs> no, but that's, that's the best answer, right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm just myself. I am myself. I, when the pandemic happened, there were, there weren't any in-person events. Everything was online and I, I am someone who, needs to be around people and you know be out there and you know have fun and I'm the one to come in first and leave last you know like <laughs> you know I like to and, do that and know? I think I think like what you just said there be yourself is the one thing that can get really lost in in-person networking right like you feel like especially so let's go through your process right like I am new to Houston we'll use your friend as an example I'm new to Houston I sign up for an event maybe I'm there on, you know, I'm starting a new business. I'm a real, I'm a realtor. And then whenever you're a realtor and you're doing interviews, it's the whole like, okay, you get dropped into a new city. How do you react? Right. So I'm now signing up for this new networking event in Houston. It's super easy to put on a front 
right? And, and be like the waxy politician. It's a little harder to be authentic. Yeah. Um, but it comes across a lot better. <laughs> it does. I mean, I think it's, like I said, if you're in an environment that you actually enjoy, um, instead of being so stringent, you know, just coming here, I'm going to get 100 cards and I'm going to go, what are you going to do with 100 cards? Oh, How are you put gonna... them in a drawer and never use them again. Right. That's, they collect us, you know? So mm-hmm. I think it's just, that's why I even, I, when I say challenge yourself, you know, put three cards in your pocket and only make three connections with people and then see, see how you can make those the most meaningful relationships. You know, I, I actually do that. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to be diligent with my cards and put like three or five cards in my pocket. One, because I don't want to carry around a big bucket of cards. Two, because honestly, who really needs a card anymore? I can just text you my phone number and follow up. Right. <laughs> but right. but there is something to like handing someone a card. There's a formality to it, um, particularly in a networking setting. Um, and I do like I, I try to limit who I could see myself connecting with enough to follow up with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, I met some people at a random, I went to a random book, a book signing event and just, you know, you meet people in line. It's almost like networking just becomes, it just becomes, a, it just is natural. <laughs> it's who you are. It's it's yeah. awesome. I love watching you work. Like I really do love watching <laughs> you work. Around. Working, right? You're not, people. you're yeah, not, but that's what it is. It's, it's like a, what I admire about, watching you speak with people and introduce people is that there is a very sincere, genuine um, affability in the way that you connect with people. Um, and I mean that as a compliment. It's, it's, it's not something that everyone can do. Um, you know, like, I think I'm a little stiffer, <laughs> but I know like I, I am right. But like, you are just like, you meet, I meet Judy once and I feel like we can be best friends and I can give her a hug and like, we're going to be pals forever. Um, and like, that's, that's a, a strength of yours that comes across when networking that not everyone has. Um, and so I think like outlining, Hey, here are some of the steps that you can do. Here's my general philosophy on it. Um, it's something that people can practice and, and eventually become good at. So I, I, I think that you do an awesome job of outlining that here today. Oh, thank you so much. You're amazing. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> we are friends. We're best pals forever. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what are some ways that if, if people want to follow up with you, Judy, what are some ways that people can get in touch with you? So you can follow up with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. My name, Judy, J-U-D-Y, Kazo. C-A-Z-E-A-U, easy to find, um, and send me a DM or like and follow my my pages. If, yeah, let's just connect. I, I don't bite. I have fun. <laughs> and one thing I will say about Judy too, and this is sort of the next step, is that she's not afraid to then take that relationship and refer it, right? Like that's sort of the next step of all of this, right? So you've, you've connected you've, are you prepared? You were present enough to actually make a connection and follow up. You're now internet friends forever. Um, the next step is sort of keeping that person top of mind enough to follow through, right? Like how do you go about that part of, of the networking process? 
I have this little storage box in my brain where, you know, I ask people what they do and it just goes there. But when I, I'm, I'm so big into storytelling. And so when individuals can share with me their stories as to how they got into their line of work, why they do it, things of that sort. I, I don't forget those kind of things. So when I do meet people who are looking for a lender or looking for, you know, maybe a dog walker, there are certain people that will come to mind because when we had a conversation, it was an authentic conversation. It was a, an authentic story that I could relate to, you know, not, I have a friend who lost her mother when she was a child and she writes books. And I remember that she was looking for a literary agent and I met a woman who also had a, a similar story, you know, lost her mother early and, you know, works with individuals in the whole literacy world. She wasn't a literary agent, but she worked in that world. And so it was an easy connection just to bring them together and they could figure out the resources that needed to, to you know, happen. But it's like, when you hear stories like that, and if you have friends and you know their backgrounds, you know their stories, it's easy to make those connections um, and just be more of a resource uh, to those individuals because the connections are more authentic. I am connecting individuals with, by stories. So when I know more of your background, especially after we follow up and we do the one-to-ones or we do the coffees or we do you know, the virtual Zoom calls, et cetera, I, I may ask you questions that have nothing to do with your business. It's really just knowing who you are, you know, and, and those are the things that have allowed me to be able to make those referrals to people and their real referrals. And so that's why when, you know, I connect a contractor to a new homeowner who's looking to renovate their home, it's more than just a contractor who's just going to give you a quote. It's a contractor that I actually know his story. I know mm -hmm. why he got into his line of work, how long he's been into it, and why this contractor would be a great contractor for you to work with because I know your story as well so it's a yeah. great connection so that's kind of how it is and, and not being afraid to make that connection because honestly who's ever been introduced to someone and thought to themselves I can't believe well I guess that's not true sometimes you do actually get introduced to someone you're like I can't believe Judy would think I would like this person or want want to talk to this person but not not if you're going deep enough to actually make those connections through the story Right. right. Like, right. and, and I know you and I share the philosophy of like, there is no bad introduction. Um, <laughs> what, what is the craziest, you know what, I'm going to save that question for a follow-up podcast. Okay. Um, Cause I'm actually going to do an episode. So we'll tease it. I'm going to do an episode coming up uh, towards the end of the year about. Write it crazy, down so you don't uh, forget. Cause I don't oh, know. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh the crazy you know in in homage to the holiday season the craziest meet cute um the most random place that you've met someone so you can you can noodle on that and we'll circle back at a future podcast um okay the but being able to then make that referral and stay connected you know, like to me it's not even always about the referral right like sometimes it's just something that triggers in that story for you. So like, I remember one time I had a client where um, his family was involved in the swan boats in the Boston gardens. Every time I see the swan boats, I text him and just say like, Hey, saw a swan boat today. It really like, it's no real deep connection. Right. But like, it's something that triggers in me whenever I see it. And I'm not afraid to your point of challenge yourself. Like I'm not afraid to put myself out there and be like, I was thinking of you. And the craziest thing, and maybe you can speak to this, like the craziest thing for me is that I feel like every time I have that, you know, I walk by the supermarket and I see Oreos and it reminds me of so-and-so, 
but then I don't say anything, so-and-so reaches out to me within like a couple of weeks and it's like, dang it, I should have just texted them when I saw it the Oreos. all the time. It happens all the time. I call that the intuition. <laughs> That's our intuitive spirit. Um, every single time you think of someone, something or, you know, it reminds you of that person, reach out. You know, you just never know. It's, <laughs> you're right. I'd imagine you saw this a lot in your past life as a social worker as well, where you'd see things that just remind you of something or trigger a certain story and not being afraid to reach out. Like you just never know, maybe that person need to hear from you in that moment um, or just need to hear from someone in that moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's probably where it came from. Yeah, being a social worker because you have to be in tune. You have to, you know, cover your steps as well, everything. So it's, there's a constant follow-up and, but a, an authentic follow-up because not everyone wants to just be harassed. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's just a genuine check-in or a genuine reminder or a, gel- a genuine poke. Remember Facebook used to have the, the poke button? No, that was, was that Facebook or was that it like was Facebook. Okay. No, that was Facebook. They had a poke, you could poke people. So sometimes it's just really like, hey, poke. Like, yeah, it's just, hey, I saw this thing. I was thinking about you. It reminded me of you. Um, or on social media, hey, I saw your kids, you know, like the photo. It's just the little things like that to keep you top of mind that the next time I need a commercial realtor, Judy's the first person I think of. Yeah, that's really, and you know, being like that and operating like that and being a resource to people are what have translated into business for me because people will think of me right away like, oh, I need this or this person needs that. You're the first person I thought of because people like to be top of mind or they're surprised that they're top of mind. Mm -hmm. They're always surprised that you even thought of them or remember that they liked Oreos or you remember the story about the swans or, you know, people are always surprised by that. And they're more than happy, more than willing to pick up your phone call or do a favor X, Y, Z, because it's genuine. It's, it's like, Oh, Jason, Jason called me today. He always called me for these swans. Hold on. Let me answer this call. This is important. (laughs) You know, <laughs> it's just, oh, it's just a picture of him on a swan boat with his kids again. Like, I don't know why I need to see this every year. <laughs> hey, it means something. It, means it does something. to me, at least. I don't know if he cares anymore, but <laughs> I'm going to bother him whether he likes it or not. Um, you have to show him this, yeah. Yeah, until he blocks my number, right? Um, <laughs> um, but I know you're crazy busy. Uh, before I let you go, is there sort of a takeaway? that you have uh, for people that are, why don't we split this into two to two parts? Do you have a takeaway for someone who maybe has some anxiety about getting out there and networking? Um, something that you think they can take away from this conversation or just the concept of networking this holiday season in general? Um, networking can be fun. You know, just going back to what it is that you like to do, if it's a cooking class or if it's, you know, dog walking situation Mm -hmm. you know just have fun with it and just be your authentic self be who you are if you are nervous and you go to these things be honest like hey you know I'm not a networker this is really new to me I I would just say be honest you'll meet someone and you know if somebody doesn't like you so what move on (laughs) to the next you know like (laughs) we're not a one size fit all but yeah just be yourself um, and just continue to work on that because as you continue to work on yourself and put, you know, self-development and personal development, these are the skills over time that will help you be more comfortable with mm-hmm. having conversations with individuals and being able to just authentically be your authentic self and then have authentic conversations and meet people and build 
real relationships rather than just collecting cards and then collecting dust. So, and to me, that's like when I hear you speak about it, to me, that's the takeaway is that um, if you can make it like networking, if that seems intimidating to you, don't consider it networking. <laughs> like yeah. go in, go in thinking like networking in and of itself can seem like an insurmountable task, right? Like I'm going to try to meet these people and grow my business or, or meet these new people so I can make friends and feel at home, whatever it is. Like, but with your advice, Judy, it sounds like if you can just go in to a place that you feel comfortable, that you are going to enjoy yourself and then just be yourself and let yourself have fun, you'll eventually meet someone and that is networking. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's just meeting somebody and just having fun. That's really all it is. And maybe networking is, you don't have to call it networking. Maybe it's hanging out at, I don't know, somewhere. Hanging, you know, out, but, hanging out at the coffee shop, right? Like today yeah, I'm going to go work the at the coffee shop. And if I, if I end up accidentally talking to two people, like, cool. Yeah. Just easy. I think it's just easing the pressure off of the actual term networking or network. Mm-hmm. So and I think, I think I said I would split this into two parts, but I actually think you kind of touched on the other one I was going to say is, is the, the advice for that serial networker. To me, the theme of everything you've been running through, correct me if I'm wrong, was to be your authentic self. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. and, if, yeah. <laughs> and if you're, if you're too guarded to do that, this is just a piece of advice for me. Um, I tend to be someone who only shares a lot about myself when I feel comfortable with you already. So sometimes having stories about maybe other people. So it's easier for me to share, for example, about my kids or like something funny my kids have done. Easier for me to share a client story. Easier for me to share about things that I like, right? Like let's talk about TV shows. Let's talk about movies, whatever it is. That stuff is easier for me to share than like deep, dark, personal thoughts and feelings. Um, Eventually, I do share all those things once I get to know you better. But there are other people that are just naturally all out there. Um, and so I think just knowing yourself and, and networking within your own comfort zone is really important. Yeah, start off with a compliment. You know, when you meet someone, say, hey, oh my goodness, I like this sweater. That's a nice sweater. You know, or just start off like that sometimes it's just really just finding one good thing that you like about someone and just letting them know maybe just kind of easing that rather than trying to say hi my name is judy and i am a commercial realtor in the city of austin (laughs) (laughs) yeah i totally agree it puts the guard up it gives you something else to talk about um judy i know you have a lot to do and (laughs) you're a very busy person but i appreciate you taking time to swing by the podcast and share your insights on a topic that I think is not only seasonal, but really important, um, whether it's in season or not. I think networking and the concept of networking is um, always an ongoing practice for everyone. It is. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. It's my pleasure. (laughs) I'll do it again (laughs) with you soon. Yay, looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Finance with Factor. Please remember to like, rate, share, and subscribe. Then if you really like us, unsubscribe and resubscribe again. Of course, that can be our secret, but it helps our ratings. Have an idea for an upcoming topic you want us to cover? Post a comment. For the full video version of this episode or any of our previous episodes, 
please find, like, and follow Jason on YouTube or Facebook at Jason Factor Mortgage Network and on Instagram at Finance with Factor. All content on Finance with Factor is self-published by Jason Factor, Senior Loan Officer, NMLS number 1401985. All rates, guidelines, and advice discussed on this episode is subject to change. For a full list of disclosures, visit the License and Disclosure page at jasonfactor.com.